Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with attitude. What's up, bro? Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters, and that's right, we're, we have a long-awaited return of a favorite character. Oh, do I mean Luke or the random little girl that's in a second episode in this one? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, hi, it's me, Zach, and Luke's here. I was excited to see her because I was here the last time she was I on. I know. This is, uh, it's good to have, like, so. I behind- assume she must just be like a regular, like, no, minor character. No, of course not. No, I that would be crazy. Lottery. Yeah. It's so, like, quick behind the scenes. As you know, if you've been listening to us lately, shit's been nuts. It's been hard to get people together. It's just me and Luke this week. That's okay. But, yes, we somehow stumbled into, uh, I want to say literally, Luke, the only civilian recurring character in the show that's been here since last time you were here. Like, and it's just the once. So, like, incredible. Well done. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's and also, uh, I mean, we'll talk about it, but it's not like she. I mean, she pushes a button, literally, is her contribution to this episode. Mm -hmm. So. It's, I don't know. It's weird. Weird call. But yeah, so um, we're going to talk about the episode this week. But before we do that, really quickly, uh, I do have some brief news, uh, which is kind of fun, which is that um, the they are finally, finally, finally going to be making a Godzilla Power Rangers crossover. And when I read this, I was like, surely that's happened eight times before. But it hasn't, actually, because... Yeah, I mean, I would think maybe Godzilla Super Sentai has happened. Yeah, maybe. I honestly don't even know if that has. But it's 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 really... It's one of those things where, like, I know that people did that with their toys. Sure. I, for sure. But I was, like, convinced that that had happened. Uh, as far as I know, it has not. Um, Boom Comics will be putting out a uh, Power Rangers... Godzilla crossover uh, next year, uh, authored by, um, I'm sorry, where's his name? Here it is, uh, Colin Bunn, 
uh, most well known for Deadpool killed the, kills the Marvel Universe. So I bet it'll oh, be sure. really, really good. I and will not- say uh, <laughs> last year they released a film called Kamen Rider Cross Super Sentai Cross Metal Hero Cross Ultraman versus Godzilla Battle for Tokyo. I mean, I got to get my hands on that then. That sounds yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it's I, a 2020 film. I love what, like, I've seen a couple of those giant mashups uh, of the Sentai and Kamen Rider stuff. And it's, uh-huh. those are fun even when I don't know anybody because it's just like, boy, this is just a lot of people in costumes. Like, right, uh-huh. <laughs> in a way that honestly, like, I mean, we're... At this point, you have a whole podcast where you make fun of how bad MCU is, but like, yeah, uh, the whole like, if you actually showed me fifty people in real ass costumes on a set, I might be like psyched. Right. <laughs> Appar- apparently, that'll get me going. But yeah. yeah, um, well, that's fun. But yeah, uh, they're they're gonna be doing that. It's I, I feel like I'm ex. That's cool. It's also weirdly so, like, I so thought it had happened that I'm not, like, that excited because it feels like it already happened. But also, I mean, oh, also, I should have said it's crossing over with Mighty Morphin, which, uh, as Lexi said on Twitter, usually I beg uh, for them to do stuff with other teams, but look at the Dragon Sword. It has to be them. Like, he, it's just Godzilla. Yeah. So you got to do it that way. <laughs> um, are you a Godzilla person? I can't remember. Uh, not really. The only Godzilla movie I've seen, I think I technically saw the shitty uh, 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 Matthew Broderick one when I was a kid, but I don't oh, remember sure. it. And then I've seen Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla is fun. It's weird. I like it. Yeah. It's that I love a Godzilla movie. Like, I really can't get into Ava even though, like, I, I think after listening to y'all's podcast, I, like, respect what it's going for. Sure. Um, but I, I was able to get into Shin Godzilla because it's like, I love that you took a movie about a big monster that originally was, like, a message movie, the original right. one, uh, and then made it again into a message movie, but, like, a different thing, which is yeah. impressive, I think, to, to turn it into this, like, uh, political thing uh when it had been for so long just about smashing uh toys together which i also love right um but yeah that movie's cool uh yeah i'm not a huge um godzilla person either i have a lot of friends that are but like i like a lot of the does the suit designs and stuff yeah, yeah, that yeah. i've seen um and uh i like that um I saw the first American or not the first American one but the uh, the reboot of the legendary one Oh and sure, then yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched a little bit of. I literally the, got HBO Max like as it was leaving, and it they took it off the service like as I was watching it, which I didn't of, know you could of do. What uh, King of the Monsters? Uh, uh, no, sorry, um, of uh, King Kong versus uh, oh, oh, Godzilla. Oh, 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 oh. Like they, it literally it went down while I was watching it, and I was like, "Cool, okay, well, <laughs> I'll probably never watch that then." <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's in your that's, mind. Uh, what year did the fucking legendary Godzilla movie come out? It's one of those things where it's like longer ago than I think, right? It, it it's is it like yeah. twenty? 
Is it like 2015? Is it that long ago? 2014, yeah. Oh my god. That is a seven-year-old movie. Dude, you know, like, COVID, we're entering year two. Doesn't look like it's going away. High five, Uh everybody. Uh, That said, I was talking to my wife this week about how, like, I did look at my timeline the other day. My Facebook memory uh, was, like, me getting ready to go to PAX to hang out with you and people two years ago. And I'm like, it's weird how it feels like, oh, that's not that long ago, but also it's literally lifetimes ago. It's Yes, totally. It's this weird... Well, and I, I think know. something that people have kind of forgotten <laughs> at this point, because, yeah, COVID did have such a big, like, impact on how people, like, process time. Yeah. But we were already, like, people were already having weird issues with that in, like, the past five, six years, you know? Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, There was already, like, like, oh, my God, 2018 has been a decade long and it's only June, you know? Yeah, that's true. I do feel like the end of, uh, basically, like, from the end of the Obama presidency onward, t- my sense of time is completely fucked. Uh, yeah, and, like, I, I, obviously some of that has to do with what was going on out in the world. I wonder if part of it is that, A, I wonder if some of it is that we just, like, are getting older and just we're adapting to yeah. perceiving time differently as we age. Yeah. And B, I just true. wonder if there's something about like, I don't know, the culture or whatever that is changing the way that we see how time goes, you know? Yeah. I was somebody, um, I can't remember. It was like Vox or Vulture. Or one of those culture websites did a, a thing about, uh, how they think partially that this is because like, and obviously this is not the only thing, but like, TV and movies seasons have stopped existing. Like, sure. Like, you know, summer m- movies used to be like three months and, and now right. they're all year. It's just blockbusters. No, you're losing like the landmarks you used yeah, to have for and this, like the time. Right. And the same with TV shows. They just kind of drop like whenever on Netflix or whatever. And like, right. so not, not that that's obviously everything, but it's definitely one of the, especially if we, like we don't watch sports. At least I don't think you do. No, uh, I don't. So, like, in terms of cultural stuff, it's just, like, holidays. Like, that's no, it, yeah, that, kind uh, of. that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, and, and I wonder if that's part of it, too, because I, I don't know. It feels, yeah, because it feels like I can, I just started watching uh, Midnight Mass, which is this cool horror thing on Netflix yeah. that only cut, came out in October but like it's de- it's gone now. No one is talking about it because right. Yeah, we've moved on. Yeah, because because that shit just goes so quickly. Yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, I think also we're getting older. I just passed my five year mark at my job, and I'm like, there's no way that's true. That's just yep, not same. possible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I would have done the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, did we start our jobs the same year? I think I want to say yes because okay. uh, I remember you because. Yeah, because I, I remember we switched, like, both of us switched our schedule at, like, the same time when we were trying to like, coordinate yeah. schedule stuff. So probably right around the same time, too. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so uh, we're old. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the only other news thing I was going to say real quick is uh, I just wanted to dunk real quickly on uh, beloved CBR comic book resources uh, if you don't know about this website, uh, if friend of the show, um, uh, 
Oh my god, my brain. Uh, friend of the show, Zoe, is constantly wow. dunking on them for their stupid listicle bullshit. Uh, Gonna have to let Zoe know you couldn't remember her name. It's well-deserved. Um, again, we're old, my brain is fried, it's not anything to do with her. Uh, I googled mm. Power Rangers, as I often do, to see what news had happened, if anything worth worthy of attention. And yeah. literally the first fucking bullet point was CBR saying... Uh, 10 things you didn't know about the dragon dagger in 2020 fucking one. They made a listicle about the goddamn dragon dagger and I was going to click on it and make fun of it because, uh, you know, (laughs) it's, it's always bullshit. And since last time I hate clicked on CBR, they've actually made it so you can't read it unless, uh, you have your ad blocker off. So, so now I can't even click in there to make fun of it. Um, I have a dumb fucking thing on my phone where if I swipe left on the home screen, it just shows me news stories it thinks I'll want to see. I think I have that, too. It's a Samsung bullshit thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I just scrolled through, and sure enough, I found a CBR story, uh, which is just JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, every JoJo ranked by courage. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. uh, The the other Power Rangers (laughs) one that's on CBR is uh, the 10 Rangers ranked by power. And I'm like, it's fucking Power Rangers. It's all bullshit. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? Power. It's, I, like, you know, I, I, we've talked about this before, like the age old Goku versus Superman. It's like fun to be goofy, but also people who want you to give a real answer, like, what are you doing? It's, it's a story. Power Rangers is even more so this. Like, they, their power level fluctuates wildly in the same episode. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, okay, but now we are going to have to talk about who you think would win between Superman and Goku. <sighs> and see, so here's the The way people short-circuit that argument is like, well, they would just be friends. Fuck that. Go Every time Goku meets a strong guy, all he wants to do is fight him, no matter I, what. I don't. Even if it's a friendly fight. I don't think here's what I think. Yeah. I think that both of their toughness is higher than both of their power. So I don't think they could kill each other. I don't know who would win like Uh in terms of like I concede, but I literally just don't think that they could kill each other. So I think the question hinges entirely on whether Goku's key blasts constitute magic because Superman sure. is vulnerable to magic. Now, and I think I think if uh, it's just like force and you know heat and like kinetic energy or whatever, I think Superman has that fight hands down. I think if they're magic beams, Superman loses. I would agree if it's magic, Superman loses. I think so. Here's my question because I want to say we've maybe had this conversation before, or maybe yeah. it was another friend. Uh, when Goku does push ups. Does that make his key blasts more powerful or does it only make his muscles more powerful? Like when he is training, right. does his shoots get better? So I think you're looking at it to I, I would say, yes, they do get better because it's a holistic thing. He is training okay. his body and in doing so is training his spirit. Yeah, I would. I would say there's no way to know for sure whether that counts as magic, but I would say that edges it more towards it's a force blast thing, right. I would think. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, I mean, listen, Jiren in Dragon Ball Super is basically modeled after Superman. Yeah, totally. And even after inv- pulling a new form out of his ass, Goku still couldn't beat him. 
Right. And they they only beat him because it's the tournament rules where, like, if you go off the, the thing... Well, and they lose, beat him with the power right? of teamwork because Jiren abandoned right. his friends in his search for power. A very un-Superman-like move. Right, yeah, because he he basically also turn, does the evil Superman trope, which is right. great. Which also well, that, He's not like, you know, a dictator. He just, listen, I will save everyone's life, but don't fucking talk to me. That thing that thing is also great because soup like Goku is a Superman like totally. I don't know if yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's ever talked about whether or not that was like on purpose, but it is absolutely on purpose. Okay. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean I thought so. It's it's like one to one. I haven't read a quote from him about it either, but yeah, it's one to one and I don't Superman, I think, is a pretty internationally well-known cultural yes, figure. I know people know Superman. I can't believe you got me to do this. But also, <laughs> but also, as much this what's so funny about the Superman versus Goku discussion is like I fucking hate it online when people are yelling at each other, but it's right. actually kind of fun when it's yeah. like a one-on-one discussion. No, if we're just having a fun chat. It's a good yeah. time. Yeah, listen, anything can turn into an annoying flame war if you talk to fucking angry gamers about it i mean what like so so like i think i i really do think it depends i, I think you're right it depends on what that counts as so but well, you and think- because we also have the the x factor of if it's all just force blasts normally or like through the super saiyan levels okay sure but once he turns super saiyan god that's god key that seems like a different thing but Superman's f- has like has fought gods like literally. That's true. I don't. I am. I'm not a like big enough like DC scholar. And that's to know the if other gods are magical. Right. In and that's DC the other fiction. thing is I don't actually know. I know Doomsday kills Superman, but I don't know like why. Does he really just hit him that hard and Superman I dies? Believe, or was I believe there that's some true, yes. okay? Because like. So if that's the case, if if there's not some like weakness that D- Doomsday is exploiting, then maybe Goku could win. Maybe. I'm kind of operating under the assumption. I really think they'd punch each other out, and and then or, or not out. Sorry, they just like go. Okay, well, <laughs> you're not dead. <laughs> I don't really. <laughs> I don't really yeah. have anything I, I else. Think the, I think the other tough side of it would be whether Superman is willing to really put his back into the fight because Goku. Loves to fight for the sake of fighting. Superman really only That's like not really gets into deal. a fight if he has yeah. to. You know, like yeah. he will fight somebody to defend others or whatever. But he's not there to like. He's not necessarily going to take a sparring match seriously, right? Because Superman like will have fun, but I don't know that he would like. Goku will pl- blow up a planet because he got like too excited. I don't think right. that 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 Superman would do that. So yeah, 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 yeah. I my uh I was trying to think of a I was trying to twist this on you and go like Vegeta versus Blank, but I actually can't really think of a great uh uh fight. Yeah, for Super, Vegeta. Superman doesn't really have a Vegeta. Like the closest thing is Batman, and that's such a different thing. I look, I love, I enjoy Batman, but whenever people are like Batman beats Superman, I'm like, uh, guys, I I'm not. Yes, in the comic books, sure, why not? Because they're like. They're ideological equals and, and like popularity equals, so it makes sense for well, them to have that. Well, it's another one of those things of like it can go either way depending on how you write it. So it really comes down to what are the rules of the fight, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, I don't. I think that you're right that Superman doesn't really have like Zod, but that's I don't give a shit about General Zod. Who cares? That's yeah, lame. Uh, so yeah, I got nothing. But 
That, but uh, Vegeta, I would basically. I don't care who I pick or or who you pick. It's Vegeta because that dude's ain't nothing to fuck with. Sure. Uh, have you been reading the manga? No, I haven't been. I I need to because I'm really frustrated that the the show has stopped because yeah, the, it's a bummer. Because I, I go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was just gonna say it, it's so weird to me that they stopped that show when like the tournament of power stuff was so huge that they were like selling out stadiums in South America to Man, watch it on a jumbotron. video of people cheering for Goku in that, like, town square is, like, if I'm sad, I go watch that. Like, it's yeah, so yeah. uplifting. I like, love that Like, people were, shit. like, taking bets on who was going to win the Tournament of Power. Yeah, that rules. And you know what? I feel like probably a lot of people lost money on that. Oh, I do have one other news bit that kind of ties into this, which is that oh, Rita Rita is now out in the fighting game. Uh, oh, nice. And she has full voice by Barbara Goodson, the original voice actor. That's and great. And the other thing that's cool about that is that um, uh, we've mentioned it before, I think, but that game has gotten surprisingly popular in like the fighting game community. Yeah. Uh, and I watched several videos of like... Maximilian Dude and a couple other fighting game community people being like, is that Frieza's voice actor? I'm pretty sure it is. It's not. But but it's understandable. And also, I'd never made that connection before that yeah, she, she could does. Yeah, she a good Frieza. Yeah, she could nail Frieza, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I just had never thought of that before, but she does kind of sound... <laughs> it's a similar really, thing. Here's the thing. She could really nail the Frieza that was on... The dub that was on when, like, we were kids. I don't like the new direction they've taken Frieza's voice and newer stuff. Where he's just sort of a proper little gentleman. Hello, I'm Frieza. Yeah, I don't... I liked him when he was a little freak! Yeah, because, like, I liked the old one because he could... When he got really angry... Well, so he would start yelly, and then he would go into this, like, really quiet menace, which was good and scary. And then he would scream again. He was an angry grandma on the old dub, and I think that's a good energy to bring to him. Yeah, and I don't love the, uh, uh yeah, I, I agree. I, cause he, he did sort of have that, like, like, lilt, but, but I, they went too hard on it, I think. I, I think I yeah. agree with you. Um, have you ever watched, uh, God, we'll get to the episode. I'm sorry. Uh, or not. Who do you It's going to be, it's, it's, there's not that much going on, but I, now, now I just got Luke on the line. It's fun to talk to my buddy. Um, <laughs> so have you ever tried to watch subs for Dragon Ball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't with Goku's Japanese with Goku's voice. voice. If it's you don't def- know, it, <laughs> yeah. she is literally like an 80 year old. A Japanese lady, and she's been doing it for 30 years, and I absolutely She's basically the coolest that. woman on Earth. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Hell yes. Like, go, lady. But it just yeah. sounds weird to me. I, it's like, definitely can't. something where she got cast to play Kid Goku back when, like, Dragon Ball was being made. Right. And, you know, a lot of times you get women to voice Kids. Uh, young boys in cartoons. Yeah. You know, you get that all the time on, on American cartoons. But then when they aged him up, they thought, well, we could get, like, a guy to voice him now, but I don't know her name. But, you know, eh, she's doing a good job. Let's just keep her around. <laughs> yeah. And, and and I understand that. But, like, I, I don't know. It just doesn't work for me, especially with, like, Jiren's Japanese voice actor and and 
uh, Vegeta's Japanese voice actor are so like like deep, I guess, or, or yeah. not even that deep, but like uh, I guess like machismo, like a lot of like that kind of stuff. Right? Yeah, and yeah. It, it's very weird. Which I don't know. Yeah, I can't yeah, like, like, do it. Vegeta's American voice, I feel like, is a pretty good translation of his Japanese yes, voice. I agree. Yeah, I, I honestly, I I actually don't mind Goku's voice in a vacuum. It's just so different from what I'm used to from the dub. That's true. If I'd never heard the dub, it might be fine. That's a yeah. good point. I think it would just be like, oh, he's just got like kind of a weird high-pitched voice. That's kind of a, a weird flourish to put on this character, who's otherwise kind of a yeah. generic muscle man. And then there's the third weird layer, which is that even though now I kind of find the... the like, no offense to the team four-star guys who did Dragon Ball Z abridged, but, like, now that stuff I don't think holds up super well. Yeah, but I mean, those I, voices I mean a little are, bit of offense to them. <laughs> well, sure. But what I was going to say is that, that said, even though I don't love it anymore, those voices are also, like, in my head hard for those sure. characters. So, like, there's even another weird layer Well, of, and they were definitely trying to invoke the, yes. the Grandma Goku voice. Yeah, for sure. That's true. Um... But all right, so that's that's Dragon Ball Z. Uh, <laughs> that's a surprise stealth uh, revival yeah, episode of Home Superman. for Losers. I really do think, like, I I don't want them to just be like, this is silly, because that's not how, Go- like, I don't think Goku does that. He doesn't go, like, let's not fight, we're no, friends. Yeah, he likes he to fight for to- the sake of fighting. Right, so, but I do, I like the idea of them just, like, going nuts and then being like, okay, well, yeah, I, I mean... I, I super uh, God saying spirit bombed you and you're I, I don't know what else to do, really. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. let's just. <laughs> All right. It, so, you know, it, I'm sorry. I know you're trying to pivot. No, it's fine. Oh, sorry. One sec. Uh, just a sec. Got no a text message. Oh. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, no, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, no, I, sorry. I know you're trying to pivot towards Power Rangers, but. Real quick, like, I get using it when, like, lives are at stake or it's, you know, end-of-the-world stuff. Goku using the spirit bomb kind of feels like cheating to me. It's weird because it, from what I understand and the way it's described, it doesn't matter the power of the person using it, right? Like, it only matters, like, what... Like, because when he uses it on Namek, it's way bigger because Namek is bigger and has more life on it, right? And like, he's like, draw- that- it's because he's drawing from, like, the entire solar system and not just the one planet. Right. So, like, it does feel sort of cheating because it's not using, like, his power, right? It's using, right. like, yeah, I agree. So, like, when he, when he whips it out during, like, the tournament of power, I guess that's also, I guess lives were on the line there. I feel like if I'm the ref at the, well, the ref was a shitty little boy though, so he just wanted to look at cool stuff. So, all right. <laughs> That's the the weird like god 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 or whatever. Yeah, Zeno his name or is. Is, yeah. is I think his name. Yeah. Uh yeah, uh boy don't want to live in the Dragon Ball universe. Really fickle shitty gods. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> almost like Akira Toriyama was uh has spent his entire career beholden to obnoxious children who held a sort of Damocles over his head anytime he made a creative choice they didn't boy, like. Boy, <laughs> And he decided to make fun of them. Boy, howdy. Uh, <laughs> I, we can't go off, but it looks like Gohan might be the hero of the new movie. Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, I mean, that's definitely a the next Sonic game is going to be good sort of thing, but yeah. maybe. <laughs> anyway, this is episode 38 of Power Rangers in Space. Uh, if you're still here, uh, we're going to talk about it. Um, so we open with something that doesn't matter at all, which is a tease for the next episode, uh, which is that they the Rangers have a weird... Uh, uh, energy signal. They go down to check it out, and it's the Psycho Rangers as ghosts. Don't worry if you think that's interesting. It doesn't matter for this episode, so <laughs> just just don't worry about it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, this is obviously from the Sentai. They do stuff with it there. I imagine it's going to be in the next episode, but yeah, it's the whole first minute of this, and it doesn't matter. They literally just come down. There's ghost Psycho Rangers. The Psycho Rangers are like, ah, oh, we can't get you. We'll, we'll kill you one day. All right, goodbye. And that's it. Yeah. Um, we then uh, go down to meet all the Rangers who are at uh, like an outdoor food court. Uh Hanging out with uh, with Sylvie, our old friend from the episode where uh, Carlos got blackmailed by a little girl. Um, yeah, our, our America's favorite blackmailer. I mean, what's so funny about this is like I'm obviously we we found out about Sylvie and like why she was sad and and everything. It is funny that. Carlos was like, I mean, I guess I'll just continue to hang out with this little girl who, like, blackmailed me over my secret identity. Right, right. Well, they're friends by the end of the episode, you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, There's a gag where Andros doesn't know how to use chopsticks, uh, and uh, uh, Ashley tries to show him how. Um, Which is weird with, like, Andros is an alien, right? Yes. he's. Why would he he be... Why would spoons and forks be any easier for him than chopsticks? It, it's definitely one of the like it's it's uh, Western centric where it's like ah all of all of the galaxy's uh, um, civilizations must use forks, right? Like clearly, right. I, I guess to be fair, forks are like a little like there's not quite as much like motor skill you need with a fork. But even so, if you if someone had never seen a fork before and you hand it to them. They're not going to immediately, like, you know, pick it up in, like, that pencil grip you use and, like, you know, yeah. just sort of elegantly spear their green beans or whatever the fuck. Right. But he can't figure it out. She shows him. It's cute, I guess. Uh, and then uh, the monster for the episode interrupts and fucking Bulk Skull and Professor Phenomenus, who haven't been in the show forever in a day, show up. Uh, and Bulk has this thing that's like yellow and black like caution tape colored uh and he points it at the monster and is basically is like i'm gonna blast you from here to next week and professor phenomenus is like uh i'm sorry bulk that's not an alien blaster it's a toaster okay this joke is like it's fine it's just now every time they show up it's so weird because it's been like six or seven episodes, and then they're gone from the episode. It's right. Uh, it's weird. They get um, so they get uh, uh, blasted by this monster. Um, and now is the time where I have to tell you what the monster is called. And the monster is named Vaxac. And <laughs> and what he does is he points his gun at you and he says, "I'm gonna." Oh, I know va- what he does. I'm gonna Vaxac you. 
and then he vac sacks you. He does vac sack you. And you disappear. And later we find out he just teleports you, basically. At first I thought- Not a vacuum or a sack. No, it's like- I mean, I guess you can't call him Vax Sucker. Like, obviously, that's worse, but what- He's not sucking at all, then, though. Like, if you're gonna gonna do that, you gotta make him, like, a fucking- Vacuum cleaner. Like, say, like, oh, the the secret city is in my tummy or something. Well, that's what- I actually thought that's what was happening. So he's teleporting people to uh, a secret city, but, like, at first I thought that was inside him, because- But it literally just turns out that his power is that he can teleport you, which, like, everybody can fucking teleport in Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, also, his design is weird. He's, like, a big red and yellow, like, uh, I don't know, like a, a satellite man or something? He's a piece of laser tag uh, environment yeah, that yeah. came to life. Yes, totally. Uh, he needs to have a fog around his ankles at all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but yeah, he, he he's a piece of the radical rock itself, the aggro <laughs> crag. Yes, yeah, he's aggro crag come to life. In case I was he, talking about being old at the start wasn't enough to clue you in. It's fucked up that you can buy like people who want it or selling that stuff on eBay and you can get a piece of the radical rock for like a couple hundred dollars. I like uh, how we both feel compelled to say piece of the radical rock. Well, what are you going to call it? Instead of just saying a piece of the aggro crag, we we both feel committed. We got to say it. (laughs) Absolutely not. I will never call it that. It is a piece of that radical rock. It has, it glows. It takes two double D batteries, or not double D. That's not a type of battery. That's a different thing. (laughs) Uh, Biggest breasted batteries. (laughs) You I wonder if there's not double Ds because... (laughs) <laughs> the engineers were like, no, you can't call it that. It's too silly. Uh, <laughs> you wonder if there's not double Ds because engineers could have a problem with, I keep trying to order batteries and I get these bras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so the Vax Sacker is on Sorry, a back. I, I, I keep making a stick on dumb tangents, but did you see they brought back Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yes, but as like a um, for like grownups, like a American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, type yeah, thing, yeah. Right? Which uh-huh. like it's one of those things where it actually makes a lot of sense. Except the 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 weird part is like I feel like the American Ninja Warrior knockoff thing was like six years ago. Like they relate to that even. I feel like like yeah, a bit, a bit. There were a bunch of those on on a couple of years ago, but yeah, that's right. a weird call. I wonder if Olmec's in it. I don't know. Yeah, Olmec is in it. Yes, because okay. I know about this because I've gotten ads for it on a podcast that has a lot of Olmec. I mean, good. Yeah. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> I like. Yeah, no, it's, it's the full like format. Like they got to do the fucking like steps of knowledge trivia. They got to like do okay. the temple run. Well, at least they they kept like some of that stuff. I uh, honestly, if that makes those shirt the team shirts more easy to purchase, I'm down because oh, sure. I like yeah, those. Yeah. They're good designs. Which uh, um, what, what, what was your team? The pa- purple parrots, man. Purple Hell parrots, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fuck, I'm What's playing. Yours? What was the what color was the barracudas? It was blue barracudas? Blue. I think of blue barracudas. Yeah. I was I was into the blue barracudas. Is there a Silver Monkeys team, or is that yeah. just the No, there's Silver thing? Monkeys. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was just the Shrine or also one of the teams. Yeah, yeah, I want to know how fucked that Shrine was, because 
we all made or, fun oh, no, of no, them. Oh, no, no, no. It was green monkeys and silver snakes. That's right. And then the so shrine the, the, the full lineup monkeys. was red jaguars, blue barracudas, green monkeys, orange iguanas, who were like my secondary guys, purple parrots, silver snakes. Okay. But yeah, I mean, we all made fun of them for that that monkey, the three-piece monkey puzzle, but it must have been yeah. fucked in some way. They can't all be that stupid. So I have actually read a thing from people that, like, you know, were on that show as kids. They're like, no, you don't get it. Like, it's not like, it's not like rigged. It's just, it's dark in that room. It's, sure. You're seeing it from a front-on angle with better light than what we had we have to, like, build it facing away from us. Also, at any time, a scary man might grab us, so we're on edge. Didn't, like, three people win that game ever or something like that crazy? Is that true? Jeez. I, I think it... I want to say that's that's the stat. Stat is yeah. that it's, like, really, really hard. Yeah, um, but yeah, the, the thing about is, like, yeah, we're on a time limit, and you have to build it really quick, and, like, yeah, you fumble it. It's It's not that hard to do until you have, like, ten seconds to do it. Sure, that's fair. Um, so the Vaxacker Vaxacks all the civilians. You just like um, saying Vaxack, huh? It's really funny uh, that they called him that. It, I mean, like, because <laughs> he says he shows up. Well, so he says, I'm going to Vaxack you. That's also his name. Right. That's that's like if I showed up and I was like, I'm going to Zack you. And you were like, what is I don't know what that means. You're like, going to Zack me. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Uh, so three of the rangers morph because Carlos and Andros wandered off with Sylvie. Um, they go to fight Vaxacker, who blasts them and, uh, you know, Vaxacks all the civilians behind them, but they're immune to it because of their suits, uh, Mm. which is, it's a good, it's not really addressed, but the rangers don't. It's not like we know yet what happened. Those people could right. all just be dead, and the Power Rangers don't, like, react at all, basically. That is true. <laughs> um, uh, then Vaxacker's like, okay, well, I can do this instead, and just shoots them with electricity, which also mm-hmm. works. Uh, they fight for a little bit, and then Vaxacker does one of my favorite things this episode, which is that uh, instead of what normally happens after the introduction of the monster is that they fight to a standstill. Uh, and then the monster goes, okay, well I'll come back later to finish you off. Uh, he just says that was fun, but I'm very busy. And then he leaves and I want to know <laughs> what other shit he's got to do today. <laughs> he's got to record a podcast. He's got a podcast. He has to go to the bank. He's got to go do a lot. His dry cleaning. Like he's getting back to his second job at the laser tag arena. Yeah. <laughs> where he just like curls up in a ball and pretends to be a rock. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, so he, he leaves. Um, we cut to uh, uh, Carlos. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I forgot to mention Carlos, Sylvie and Andros did actually get zapped. Um so we cut to them, and they are in this domed city with a bunch of other civilians uh, uh, who are all, like, laying on the ground and stand up, uh, at which point a bunch of Quantrons run in, uh, and they uh, the two rangers start fighting the Quantrons. There is, um, when the Quantrons run over, I notice there's one that has, like, a shake weight that he's just waving. Uh-huh. I don't know what that is, but it's not one of their normal weapons, uh, so yeah. that's fun. Clipdoor is there. Everybody gets threatened. Um, 
the Rangers try to morph, uh, and they can't for whatever reason. And then, uh, the, the Rangers fight for a little bit and eventually, uh, Andros gets his, not his morpher, but his, uh, like his other thing, which I guess is his battleizer. Cause Andros has like a second wrist thing. The other people don't, uh, that gets knocked off. Uh, and hey, real quick, is this Pink Ranger new, or have I just lost the ability to remember who the fucking Rangers are? No, that's Cassie. It's the second thing, but that's okay. You can be forgiven okay. because, like, here's the thing. I don't dislike the Rangers this season except for Andros, uh, but, like, Cassie especially, I feel like, just doesn't get anything to do. Um, yeah. Uh, she also has a different haircut or, or something. She's got, like, a different look going on this episode. Okay, so that at least that's something then. Yeah, she does look a little bit different. <laughs> I didn't um, remember her having glasses. Well, she doesn't normally wear glasses. So okay. this episode is adapted from a Sentai episode where two of the characters uh there is also like a secret city and two of the characters go in there undercover and dress up weird. Okay. And then they like sort of do that in this, but they don't explain it. They just go there. And so you have Cassie with glasses and TJ in a hat that he never wears. And like, I think that's them trying to like, nod to the Sentai because that's sort of what they're wearing when they go undercover in that episode except they don't talk about it at all. It's really strange. Do they use any of the footage where like like you see one of them from behind or something so it's got a match? Maybe. I'll keep an eye as we go through this. It's yeah, possible. I not see that anything like that. But. It's possible that they do that but it is weird that they... Yeah, because TJ's wearing a backpack and a hat this whole episode and he does not like that's not how he normally dresses. Right. Um, and yeah, Cassie doesn't normally wear glasses. Um, so they, uh, Sylvie picks up the, uh, uh, battleizer. Everybody gets put in handcuffs, like manacles. And as they're being marched somewhere, um, uh, Carlos talks to Sylvie and takes her aside. And she's like, uh, Andrews dropped something. Uh, and, and he's a power ranger too, isn't he? And Carlos is like, what are you thinking? I, you can't do anything right now. You'll get us in trouble. And she's like, I won't tell anyone. And I do love that Sylvie knows that Carlos is a Power Ranger, but didn't make the connection that the four people that he hangs out with that all dress <laughs> yeah. in the same color as their other Power Rangers, that she didn't know. That's right. like right. that. Um, you know, she's six, whatever. Maybe, maybe yeah. that makes sense. Uh, the other Rangers... Uh, or locate the secret city and find out that there's a force field that's generated by an antenna that stops uh, morphing and I guess conceivably other things, though really it's just morphing that they mention. Um, oh, no communications also. So uh, mm-hmm. they've got to go inside. And I think this is sort of them hinting at the like undercover thing. Alpha gives them a bunch, uh, some backpacks with detonators uh, and guns. They're like, here you go. Here's a backpack with bombs and guns in it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they run off to go down there. Um, they show up. Uh, the Vaxacker. So Vaxacker does Vaxac people. In. All right, you need to you need to read it the fuck in. My wife just yells, "Stop saying Vaxacker at me from the other room." Also, so 
Uh, so he... <laughs> you're, you're reaching your quota. <laughs> okay, so he tele... They, they basically run up to him and he, you know, teleports them as, as he has been everyone else uh, so that they can get there. Uh, they take their guns out. And uh, one of the reasons I basically said we were going to get through this episode really quick is they're... There's a lot of just like them going around and and hiding and like yeah. it's just not that interesting to describe. Right. Um, there is a bit where Cassie shoots a flare gun that has a probe in it that shows them where the antenna is, even though they know where the antenna is. I don't know. Maybe some of this is them using that footage and they just like had to figure out how to shoehorn it in there. Mm-hmm, um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, they you know they fight off some Quantrons, hide whatever. Eventually, there's a lot of fucking Quantrons. There's a lot of unmore fights, and it's they're fine. But we we can continue. We can move on. Um, yeah. Then there's a bit where uh, I do like. I remember how much we had like kind of said, "Wow, like Sylvie's not that bad for a kid actor in Power Rangers," because when Andros is told that she knows he's a ranger. She does like the zip your mouth and throw away the key pantomime thing, which Mm. is cute. I like that. Uh, She ain't going to tell nobody. Um, We then are explained that this battleizer, which we've only seen him push the one on, which gives him like a super punch, uh, has a two and three. And he says like, I'm not going to use number... It's very confusing. He says, like, one should be enough in case two doesn't activate. I don't know what that means. I don't know what number two does. We don't ever figure out what that is, at least in this episode. Maybe I've missed it other times. Mm-hmm. He then says, no, Carlos is like, you should use number three. And he's like, no, I've never done that. And it's too dangerous. I'm a superhero and I have a button on my superhero gear that I literally just don't know what it does. Great. Which is, is pretty great. I love that, like, because the Space Rangers, they haven't told us explicitly, but, like, Andrus was a member of his planet's defense force. Did they just not tell him what it does? Or, or It's like, like when you fucking, like, when you get uh, Risk Legacy and it's got the envelope that says you're not allowed to open, but then you open it, it's got, like, weird shit in it. Yeah, like, it's just... Well, that was an interesting poll, but okay, sure. Yeah, it is like that. Um, yeah, it's just weird that he doesn't know what that does. Uh, also, he hems and hauls about whether or not he should push this button for like four or five minutes. And then like literally he just gets cooler powers. Like it doesn't do anything bad at all. Um, he uses his super fist punch uh, to knock the manacles off of them. Again, a bunch more fighting. The other rangers fight a bunch to get to the uh, uh, the, the the antenna, and then uh, Carlos and Andros fight uh, the the monster again. And Andros get or Carlos gets blasted. Andros uses his super punch and just gets completely stuffed and thrown aside. Uh, and then they run away and hide. The other rangers uh, finally blow up the um, antenna uh, with bombs that they have. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry if I'm not jumping in enough for you in the summary here. It's just not a lot happens. I'm l- like, I'm not 
gonna just literally skip it, but yeah, there's not that much to, like, watch the episode, it's fine, but it's not that worth talking about that much. Uh, uh, it, it's, it, hey, if you like uh, fight scenes with goofy costumes, which you probably do because you're listening yeah. to a Power Rangers podcast, yeah. it's got a lot of that for you. And there's some decent unmorph fights, like I said. Uh, yeah. Andros goes down, uh, like it's knocked down near Sylvie in the bushes, and she pushes his number three on his gauntlet, and the so the uh, the synopsis on like Ranger Wiki says that she does this by accident, and I don't know what episode they were watching, but this little yeah, girl, no. this little girl is like. I mean, I heard you talk about it earlier. I'm just going to push this button. Ranger uh, Wiki reprising its role as a den of lies. <laughs> so, uh, he push- she pushes this button, and this is the first battleizer armor that we get in Power Rangers. This will be something that repeats. Um, the one thing to note about this one is that it is Power Rangers only. This is not in the Sentai. Um, I see. And the way that you know that is it looks like the roided up as fuck uh, toys <laughs> that they made of the er- like yes. the early Power Rangers. It really does. Why does it make him? He looks like fucking Turbo Man from Jingle All the Way. Like, why is he <laughs> so buff? I, You know what? I can ex- understand why he's so buff. The part that is a bit of a mystery to me is why he has such a fat ass. Huge ass. He has like uh as as um He's thick. He's he thick and I apologize he's I can't remember thick. which which of my Twitter friends said it, but I think it was maybe our friend Ava said like wow giant Ken uh bulge. Like he has this huge you know, Ken doll smooth thing up front that it's <laughs> It's weird. I don't like it. It's upsetting. Yeah. And also, the other thing is because it's Power Rangers, like, the helmet can't change. So his head's tiny now. Right. Uh, and, and like, also the texture of it, it's like rubber. Clearly clearly it's rubber instead of, uh, um, you skin? know, latex. Uh, skin. Oh. Yes. Okay. Well, so, yeah. Let me finish describing it, and then I'll ask you my skin question, as I said to you earlier. Uh, Great. He also gets like a like a, I mean, it's a jetpack, but it has wings and missiles on it. And really, this is where I'm like, okay, so the, yes, this was designed by an American, the same American toy company that put fucking missile shooters on every Batman figure in the nineteen in 1993, right? Like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so this, this is. is a- this is a toy yeah. designed to be rammed through a stack of transparent cubes. Yes, that you're always like, where did they get the cubes? They don't sell those at the toy store. I need the cubes to knock those <laughs> why, down. Why was every toy commercial blasting through a wall of plastic cubes? It, literally, I have such vivid images of the big transparent cube wall, and I don't know what that was. It's, like, yeah. Like, toy commercials that stick in my head, it's that and Mr. Bucket. Like, that's the big one. Sure, Bucket of Fun. Yeah, you put your balls in his mouth. Uh, uh-huh. So, um, I was sing- I idly sang that while I was at my parents' over Thanksgiving, and my mother uh-huh. stared at me with just absolute <laughs> horror 
and I was like, it's okay. It's there's too much to explain, but it, you don't really put your balls in his mouth. Don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> the, the the one of that for me is the fucking perfection one. Yeah, make the right selection. selection. Yeah, mm-hmm. but be quick. Jesus, God. So there's so and, much of my and then brain. He screams, all the shapes explode out of his body. Luke, you and I both have ADHD. We can't uh-huh. remember shit, but we can remember fucking the the intonation on yes. the, the jingles of toys from when we were kids. And Y'all, this- that that's locked up in my head forever. On the other hand, there's a guy at the building I work at. He just, you know, he's not like with my company, but I pass him in the hall a bunch. And one time, like a year ago, he was like, hey, I see you all the time. I never caught your name. I was like, oh, hi, yeah, I'm Luke. And he told me his name, <laughs> and it instantly flew out of my head. Like, I thought, well, that's fine. I never talked to this guy. Every goddamn time I see him, he's like, oh, hey, Luke, how's it going? I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, hi. God. I can't ask him again. No, he told you already. It's too late. Yeah, I fucking... I, I, my, my nephew, as all nephews uh, do, loves Paw Patrol, and I watched two episodes of Paw Patrol with him, uh-huh. and, and then I knew all of the Paw Patrol dog names and what their specialties were and what color they were, because that show's just Power Rangers, by the way. I don't know if we've ever sure, talked sure. about that. And then I was talking to him about it later, and my dad was like, how do you know all their names? And I was like- Is it Power Rangers or is it My Little Pony? That was more the impression I had. So, so I mean- it is Power Rangers in that they each have a, a color, a vehicle, and, like, a designation. Okay, that's so, fair. So it's very close to that because it's, like, Sky is yeah, the pink yeah, yeah. one and she has a plane. And, and it's, sure, like, sure, sure, yeah. Sure. Um, but but my dad asked me, how do you know that already? And I was, like, because I've been training for this, I guess, to know <laughs> this kind of stupid minutia about color-coded fucking specific powers people (laughs) um but yeah so anyway he's got this big dumb costume and yeah luke the question uh, actually the kicker for me is the transformation for it is so bad and and obviously you know that because it's it's original to american footage they had to do it um i have paused here on a shot that i didn't notice before which is that his legs uh, come in first and then the legs and like side of the costume come in first, which means there is one shot where he's got super powered buff legs, super powered buff obliques, and then just what looks like jorts. And that's good. Yeah. I like that. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, the kicker for me is that all these pieces fly on to him like one at a time. And then it shows his ankles and very dramatically little like, mercury wings fly onto his ankles in addition yeah. to the big giant jetpack so that's mm-hmm. important um so luke the power rangers uh their costume is their skin right that's yeah. what we've decided uh so, based, certainly what i assert based on the fact that uh for people who maybe don't remember based on the fact that like stuff sprayed on their suit affects them uh, multiple times that's been shown. Well, the one that was the obvious kicker was the Turbo episode where they get turned into flies and their antennas grow out of their helmets. Like, they're, they're, their yeah. suits are transforming. They're not transforming underneath their suits. And also, there's the one where they're in a sandstorm and they're like, ah, oh, there's sand in my eyes. And, and it's like, wait, what? So is your yeah. visor a big eyeball? I hate that. Yeah. 
Um, so that's fine. Is so obviously his his skin is uh, molded like uh, George Clooney Batman abs. I get that. Right. Fine. Yeah. Uh, is the jetpack wings skin? Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, I'm inclined to say no, but I'm willing to hear arguments to the contrary. I'm not gonna talk you into that being skin, Luke. That's okay, well. <laughs> you, you might need a different person to do that. Uh, <laughs> I like, just say my gut reaction is no. That's clearly mechanical. But if somebody wanted to make the case, I am all ears. I would. Because it's fun, I would maybe give you that it's like a snail shell, where it's sure. like made yeah, of, yeah, yeah. it's like some exoskeletal material that's right, right, bone, right. maybe. He's got a bone jetpack. Because it's clearly like wobbling around on his back. Like, well, it that's is because not it's like, $8 plastic, but, you well, know. you know, I'm, <laughs> I am evaluating the, the product in front of me. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, but yeah, so he's got this big wobbly goofy thing uh that he can barely walk in uh and yeah like you said the back piece is just like swinging around as he moves uh in a really hilarious way uh and then the i mean the next four minutes are like kids look at this toy in a way that I feel uh-huh. like honestly is over the top even for this show like I feel like it's not even that cool of a toy no, it's lame. It doesn't look cool. Like it, it's it's one of those things where I was looking at the list because I, I remember these always being kind of shitty, and yeah. like they the pro the main problem is that the cool part about Power Rangers is to me is like the martial arts of the fights. That's and- exactly what I was about to say. Like uh, the the Power Ranger suits look cool. But the thing that, like, makes them pop and, like, interesting is all the karate moves and flips they do. And you can't do that in a toy unless it's, like, a $60 adult collectible. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. Whereas, like, the Zords and the monsters, those just are, like, the monsters are just striking to look at. They're cool looking. Uh, You don't need them to have that many special features. But, you know, some of them can, like, launch a thing out of their hand or whatever. That's cool. The... Megazords are Transformers, which are cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. those translate to toys way better than the Rangers themselves do. Right, which the new line, the, like, the Lightning ones are cool, but they're, like, 30 bucks. Like, and, right, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, well, so there's definitely that. The other thing is that the, uh, they, he can't move, so you can't do the, the cool martial arts, because you can't right. move. So it's like, it's, it's like, and what I was gonna say is like almost all of the battleizers are like that, where it's like this big ass bulky armor, which like you could, I guess, argue makes sense in fiction, but is not like fun to watch. It's not like the good old days when the, the super transformation was just, they got glittery. Man, I kind (laughs) of, it's funny because I'm kind of. I kind of like that now. Like, uh-huh. it's obviously it's dumb as hell, but like, I that's the part of Power Rangers I like. It's the stupid <laughs> shit. So right, yeah. Did you see the the you know the, we were just talking? They have the nice uh, figures. Oh, they do but, a lightning collection for the glittery suits. N- oh my god! I wish that's what I was about to tell you. Okay. <laughs> no, 
they're doing um they're doing uh uh the Zord because they haven't actually done the Megazords in the like nice uh version right like the posable fancy action figure yeah version. they're they're doing um uh I'll, I'll link it to you it's like 165 bucks but it does look good. <gasps> It's, uh, you know, it's like the legacy ones that they, they don't make anymore because legacy was Bandai. Uh, but it does look nice. Um, but, you know, anyway, I just thought uh, I'd show you because yeah. they're cool. Uh, yeah. So we've got a uh, he, he flies around like <laughs> I mean, it's it's really silly looking half of most of it. When he's in the sky is CG, except for a couple shots where it's clearly a man on some wires uh, and he just like floats sideways. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is again all done in American footage. So like the, the and oh also the wires stuff is also bad green screen composited. So it, yes, it's it's really bad. Also everyone keeps looking at Andros and going like, oh my god, you look so cool, and that right. is extra crappy. Uh huh. The, the the toyness of it just keeps ramp- ramping up because, like, it's not just that. It also has a shield that pops up. It has a visor that comes down over his head that lets him shoot targeted missiles. Like, it has all these fucking things and different modes and the c- bad CG missiles that it shoots. And it's, uh, yeah, this part's lame. I don't like it. Yep. Um, they all finally morph uh, and... Uh, oh, he even does the, the dumbest part is that he has this little gauntlet that lets him force lift all the Quantron's swords out of their hands. And yeah. he's like, haha, now what? And they just like stare at him and it's like, okay, cool, cool move. He blows up, uh, the Vax Sacker. I got in him one more time with, uh, <laughs> missiles. Uh, Sylvie is like, oh, I won't tell Andros, uh, about your superpowers. I still don't know who these other three people are, (laughs) which is pretty good. Uh, and then, um, we very, very briefly. So at the end of last episode, Astronema was like, I need to build up an army because I'm going to invade Earth. She did say that. And then in this episode, she has one line where she explains that the reason the secret city exists is because she's going to turn all the people she kidnapped there into her soldiers. Uh, Okay. But boy, you could miss that. And then the plot wouldn't really make sense. Not that that's that out of the ordinary. Yeah, I was going to say. But uh, she makes this guy big. Uh, They get in the Megazord and fight him. And he dies, and then they go to blow up the the what they call the like control tower of the city. Uh, and Astronema teleports the entire city away, including all the civilians who are in it. And uh, I will say that the Ranger Wiki, which we just said is often wrong, so uh-huh. could be wrong. Uh, Ranger Wiki says this is the last appearance of Sylvie, so I sure hope she's not just dead. Because <laughs> they even finish with, like, you know, the most basic shit, but, like, Carlos is supposed to like Sylvie, and he says, we have to get Sylvie back. And if they just forget, like, that's... <laughs> 
I mean, that's not great. <laughs> I mean, they forgot about the rad bug. Yeah, for sure. I'm not saying that they they it wouldn't it would be out of character, but like she's a little girl. They just oh, no, sorry. I meant Ranger Wiki forgot about the rad bug. Yes. Oh yeah. Sure. Sure. That's right. Yes. So she teleports this away because she says she's going to use it, uh, and they they're like, we've got to get the seat. Si- get to the city and find Sylvie. And then we see the Psycho Ranger ghosts again. And they're, they're like, Hey, hello, we are still here. We're going to get you. And then the episode ends. It's really uh-huh. disjointed. <laughs> it's like a lot of stuff going on. The, the battleizer armor. I just don't like looking at it at all. Um, yeah. Some of the later ones, the thing is like, even, some of the later ones are are like these big armor bits that still like don't look good in live action, but maybe look right. okay on the toys. The, sure. The abs, the like buffness is just, I just can't. Like, I know that's what we were doing around that time. Like the, the Batman stuff I, I said, right. I mentioned, but like, it's so weird. And I don't think the Batman ones are that crazy, are they? I haven't seen those those Joel Schumacher Batman movies. Well, in they're pretty crazy, but they're like heightened and like it's kind of a joke. That's true. Yeah, those are by the by the third and fourth Batman movies. It's like on purpose campy, like yeah, because so. somehow at the time people didn't understand that Joel Schumacher was having a laugh. Yeah, man, I I can understand not liking those movies, but it is wild that people like seemed to think. This was supposed to be serious, and the people he cast f- are fucking Jim Carrey and uh, Tommy Lee Jones, whose whole purpose is to be the straight man to Jim Carrey, like in a comedic act. Like that's the point. It's right. I mean, like people were mad that Batman and Robin wasn't a faithful adaptation of like Heart of Ice from the cartoon, and like. Yeah, no, it wasn't. They were going for a different thing. They were trying a different thing, guys. It's okay. Have you seen the Mr. Freeze episode of the 60s show? I never have. There might have been more than one, but the the one I know is like, like, Mr. uh, Batman, like, invades Mr. Freeze's hideout. And, like, you know, at that point, Mr. Freeze was just like... He may as well have been the condiment king. You know, he's just one of, like, the bajillion bad guys. I was going to say, he's definitely not one of the ones that, like... Is the was main character status on that show, so he must yeah, not. Yeah, no, been, no, no. Yeah. He only had like, like I said, I think he only had the one episode. He might have come back. I don't know, but like the whole thing is his hideout is like ultra cold, uh, and Batman like he's trapped Batman in like one little square of like infrared heat that's keeping him alive. But then he's like, I am done with you, and he turns it off, and he's shocked when Batman survives the intense cold and beats him up. And Batman reveals that uh, before he came here, he put on his uh, protective bat long john, so he's been protected from the cold. God, thank you. That, I feel like people didn't get that that show was goofy on purpose either, Like, which yeah, is wild. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, because you can, I feel like the one you can make fun of for being campy and like just bad is is Super Friends. Like that's fine. That show also cost eight dollars to make. So like I don't right. think it's like a super um like valuable thing to dunk on. But yeah, I mean, I know that Batman sixty six is getting kind of a reevaluation. But like, it's so funny to me. People didn't get it <laughs> well right the, the 66 movie uh opens with like title cards that are like it's spotlights on brick walls and like the 
the cards are written in chalk on the brick. And it's all like, you know, this movie is dedicated to lovers of adventure, lovers of, you know, the death-defying, the, um, the impossible, the fantastical. And, you know, it's it's great. And then it gets to, like, the, you know, the spotlight moves over to more writing. It says, if there's any other lovers we've neglected to thank, you know, we apologize. <laughs> and there's a silhouette of two people making out, like, in the way that of the rules. flashlight. I've never seen it. I should watch that. That'd be <laughs> That's fun. one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, that sounds like a It blast. is impossible to be in a bad mood when you watch that movie. Like, I've watched that, um, uh... I've I've seen like lots of clips of the movie, but I've never seen the the actual yeah. thing. I, the bomb is from the movie, right? The gif of yes, him yes, with yes. the bomb. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the movie is literally it's an episode of the TV show that they got a little more budget for and got to make longer. Yeah, I should watch that. That'd be fun. Yeah, like- the t- the the biggest problem with the TV show it's fun, but there's a million episodes of it, and they're kind of all the same episode. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's how you you budget a TV show, right? It, it, especially yeah, back yeah. then, is is it's just... one of those things where, like, especially these days when you like, it's not a bingeable show. You know what I mean? Sure, because it, it's very similar every time. Yeah, yeah, you watch like three episodes of it, and by the time you get to the fourth, you're like, no, I I know every every beat this episode's gonna hit. Now, my question for you is: Could Adam West Batman beat Vegeta? <laughs> Gosh. I mean, yes, because he'd just have, like, an, a bat Saiyan spray, right? Like, he'd literally just have, like, right. a thing that just wins the fight. Like, because that's, yeah, bat, that's yeah. bat Batman. <laughs> that is that is kind of his deal. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I... Oh, that'd be good. I My favorite thing about Vegeta is just how pissed he gets when someone who, sh- like, quote, shouldn't deserve yeah. to beat him beats him. Well, you know what, that's actually, yeah, no, Adam West Batman would absolutely beat him, because we know from Super, Vegeta is powerless in the face of comedy characters. Oh my god, you're right. That is, like, <laughs> one of his big thing, like, weakness. When he fights, like, the Dr. Slump kid. Yeah, god, that ep- I had no, I do, I did not know what that was. Uh-huh. There's a crossover, if you're, you haven't watched it, there's a crossover episode in Dragon Ball Super with, uh, is that also a Toriyama show? Yes, yeah, yeah, Dr. Okay. Slump. It's like it's a like comedy what he made show. before Dragon Ball. Uh, and it, it's like real goofy and I just didn't know what that was. And without yeah. context, it's like one of the, the weirdest fucking things I've ever yeah. seen. Well, cause it's not even the first time Dragon Ball's crossed over with Dr. Slump. Like a Dragon Ball episode has Goku meeting that kid. And that's why when they meet up in that episode, he's like, oh, hey, yeah, I remember you. Oh, that rules. From like 40 years ago. That 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 episode's awesome because because it start doesn't it start with like Goku's trying to go to like a reci- like a he's in a suit for some reason there's something yeah and then he like flexes out of it on accident yeah that's great I love that fucking show uh I know a lot of people didn't love Super as much but I really dug it um it's got you know it's got a lot of the same problems that Dragon Ball Z has its pacing's oh, not yeah. very good <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's the episode. Um, while I have you here, Luke, I know that you do, uh, you know, kind of a, what you've been doing segment on one of your other podcasts, That's true. but I did want to talk to you briefly because you're the only other person I know who's playing Returnal. And I I wanted to talk to you about Returnal without Returnal's fucking sick. If you don't know, Returnal is, it's. We've talked about it a little bit online, but Returnal is a 
PlayStation 5 exclusive video game that costs $70 and is an extremely hard roguelike where where uh, runs take hours. And so it's hard yeah. to recommend to people, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, but it's so much fun. That game plays fucking great. Uh, I got it when it came out, and you, like, have gotten good at it way faster than I did. I'm not great at shooters. Because, yeah, I got it when I came out, and I did not beat the first boss until, like, two months ago. So, it has a lot of the same weaknesses that uh, a lot of roguelikes have, which is to say that, like, weaknesses is, is maybe not the right word. But, like, if you beat the first boss, you have a pretty good chance of going really far because... yeah you've already got the shit you need to continue progressing. I For find sure. that first boss um, maybe the hardest boss in the game. Like, I am current. My current project on that one is to get good enough to beat the first boss with starting gear. Okay. So that I can just kill him real quick and then get to work on the stuff I'm actually here to do. Now, you know that you can skip him, right? Yeah, I know you can. Okay. But you get shit for beating him. You do. That's true. Yes. You you get those. You unlock new items and stuff. Uh, but yeah, that game is I, I kind of bring it up because I know you've uh, we're not I won't spoil it, but you asked me a question uh, yeah, about yeah, yeah. it and I didn't have an answer for you. And one of the things that I've really enjoyed about my my gaming time this year, um, I also played a bunch of Inscription, uh, which you, I know you liked, too, Yeah, is uh, I've been, played a couple games this year that like have really good mechanics and like that's why I'm there. But then right. I get kind of sucked in by the story stuff also and the presentation. I will say I at guess. least so far the story stuff in Returnal has not been doing very much for me. It's interesting because I think it's good and also I can't tell you why I think it's good. And that's one of the- I like the the character stuff with Celine because the thing with her is she is like aware of the time loop. And you find audio logs of other Selenes from other runs. Yeah, sorry. That are, like, to, in various stages of, like, losing their goddamn mind. Right. That stuff I like. To clarify, uh, the game is about a lady who is an astronaut who crash lands on an alien planet. And uh, every time you and die... And the first thing she finds is her own dead body holding a gun. Yes. And every time you die, you relive the crash and start over and she finds audio logs of herself, like you said, and a lot of them are like further along in loops and going nuts because they've been stuck on this planet forever. Uh, yeah. And it's, yeah, that that part of it's really interesting. And you do like, I, I, again, you, you get, you learn more and more. And um, one of the things, one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you about it is uh, you... I feel like um, one of the things you your one of your favorite games of all time is, uh, or maybe your favorite game, I'm not sure, is Kentucky Route Zero, right? You yeah. love that game. The they're not similar, except no. At some point, I realized in this game that except you can unlock the uh, the spit maw in Kentucky Route Zero. <laughs> yeah, you get the shotgun. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, Game gets way easier once you can start shotgunning those fucking orange skeletons. Yeah. Uh, w- so w- that game start at some point. It becomes clear that a lot of the things in that game uh, in Returnal are metaphors for things. Sure. And I have gotten 
far enough to understand that these things are metaphors. But the thing about me is I'm not very good at uh, like picking apart narratives. Okay. <laughs> and so it reminds me a lot of it playing through. It reminded me a lot of playing through Kentucky route zero where like that game is like screaming at you that it's trying to tell you something, but I'm an idiot. Uh-huh. And so I was just like, I mean, listen, I got the basic themes, but also right. the whole time I was like, like these are specific like representing things and I cannot figure yeah. out what it is. I kind of felt that way when I played it in like 2013 and 14 when it was new and then replaying it, you know, in 2020, it was like, oh, everything in this game is just a metaphor for capitalism is bad. I was stupid yes. before. Yeah, I know it that It could not part. be more yeah. like blunt about <laughs> yeah, that. I did, I did pick, pick up on that part at least, but yeah, like this game is similar in that like, um, you are without again without spoiling you're a woman who is reliving a crash over and over again and it's a metaphor and that part i get but also everything is like representative of something and i just i'm like it, it's like it's like when i was trying you know when i was in english class and i would be like my my professor would be like this obviously represents that and i'm like okay i guess if you say so dude i don't know uh um but i'm still enjoying it anyway because like i like like you said i I think it opens up a little bit more as you get further in but like i um the, the the picking up a narrative that's not super explicit to you is something people love about dark souls and sure. I've never been good at that either. This, yeah. I feel like the fact that it's audio logs instead of like, t- like text on items um, mm-hmm. puts it out in front of you a little bit more. And so it's fun yeah. for me to try to puzzle it out, but I'm still like, yeah. I don't know. I'm having You're much further ahead than I am. I feel like I, I mean, I texted you about it. I feel like I am getting inklings of where the story is going and I'm kind of like, eh, okay. You yeah, I mean, you may not end up liking it as much as me, but I I dig I dig how they did it, I guess. Sure. The, yeah, maybe when I see like the execution of it, it'll be enough to win me back over, but just like getting what I it feels like foreshadowing a certain plot twist and it's a plot twist I generally do not like. That's fair. Yeah. I I so we we talked about inscription also and uh so this is um I guess like if you don't want to hear literally anything about inscription, which is a game that's sort of about its twists, uh, skip a bit, but you should play inscription. You should play inscription. Um, that game is ambiguous in a way that is like, I feel like they didn't do a great job closing the loop. Well, right. Cause the game, they do close the loop, but not in the game. Right. You have to like be, part of like the arg community to find the actual ending of inscription and that sucks yeah that's that like i i mean without talking about returnal explicitly like i there i like ambiguous endings and ambiguous things where like the ambiguity is how would you the player or or a person watching this movie or whatever like to interpret this like th- use what you've learned and figure out how you think that all fits together the, right. the, this is ambiguous. And by that, I mean, you need to do a bunch of fucking puzzles and go talk to other people and, uh, like right. figure out and go on our goddamn discord server because 
nobody has game facts anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, like really read this Google Doc bummed me out, man. Uh, I love that game; it's great. But but the yeah, that part. I adore the first chunk of Inscription. I like the second part a lot. Getting a little tired of it by the third part, but I'm still mostly on board. And then the way the third part ends, I'm just like, oh, okay, well, yeah. Yeah, the first part of it is is great. Uh, I, I pretty much I am agree. I'm very excited that he's making a uh, like proper roguelike out of the first chunk of the game. Oh, I did not know that. That rules. Yeah, yeah. He announced it a bit. He's like beta testing it right now to like just make it slay the spire, but with creepy woodsmen. Oh, cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and and one of the things that's cool. Yeah, like that's almost the when that game was coming out, my fear was like, this looks cool. But I'm worried all the meta shit is going to mean the card game's not very good. And it ended up being like the exact opposite, where the card game is so good that I get a little annoyed that the meta shit intrudes on it and doesn't let me just keep playing the card game. Yeah, the card game's really fun. And it's like simple. It's not like yeah. that. It's not because I like car- I love card games. I play a lot of card games. But and and sometimes uh, like I know people who are into Gwent and I just can't because it's too simple for me. This is. Uh-huh some nice uh uh sweet spot between uh complex and simple and i really really like it so that's cool to hear that they're doing that. i like it because you like have a board that you're like playing cards onto and like enchanting and stuff whereas opposed to like slay the spire you're just playing cards that do things and then go away and like you're buffing your guy and like every deck builder roguelike is a knockoff of Slay the Spire, so they all kind of work like yeah, that. But it, like the card games, the the TCGs I actually like are all about like building up your board state and stuff. It and is weird that this is one of the yeah. first ones that I feel like goes like, well, people like Magic and Yu Gi Oh. Those are like right. the big ones, so let's do something like that. Yeah, I like the board and inscription is very simple. You can only play what four cards. But it's more, that's four more cards that I get to, like, build a board out of in any other game. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say that I I almost didn't buy that game because I've played so many card deck builder roguelikes in the past two years. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, like, I get it because it must not, I mean, not to say that it's easy, but it must be something that's, like, if you're a one-man team... You that's doable, right? Like you can do right. that, uh, and so I. Well, just any time an indie game like is a breakthrough hit, it has a million copycats. That too, um, for sure. But but I do understand why people went for it. It's just yeah. uh, like I'm glad I tried it because I was like, I don't know if I want to do another one of these. But right, it's right. a good game, and, and like have you uh, have you seen Library of Ruina? I heard you talk about it on uh, <laughs> on your show on Totally Reprise, and it yeah. sounded interesting, but it's weird. Is it good or is it just weird? <sighs> so I mm, I hate that I'm this person right now, but like I think the actual card game is pretty cool. They need like more money to just like make the presentation and like the menus feel better to go through because it's just kind of janky. Here's the thing. I, you might feel mean about that, but I recently, pl- um, wanted to replay, uh, the first, um, uh, Darkest Dungeon and uh-huh. I mistakenly purchased it on, uh, Switch. Yeah. And 
don't do that, first of all, if you're thinking about okay. playing Darkest Dungeon. It's a great game, but it's not optimized for a controller. It is like clearly meant for point and click. And if you right. don't have a good interface on it, I mean, that's not a card game, but like it's a point and like it's a turn based uh, strategy game. If you don't have a good interface or good menus, like it makes a good game almost unplayable. So like I get yeah. it. It makes sense. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I think a lot of that stuff is those two get like Returnal and Inscription and, uh, a couple other games that, that, that have been in that vein. One of the things I really like about it is it ties like the flavor and mechanic and mechanics together. You have things that feed into each other off of like, like especially in Inscription and later in internal, sorry, later in Returnal, some stuff where you're like, this is this way, not not like partially because it's good to play that way, but it is designed that way to reflect what's happening in the story. And I think that fucking right. rules and uh, is one of the reasons that I think Eidolon is so cool. I did it. <laughs> I landed the plane. I was going that way the whole time. Uh, uh, so yeah, um, yeah. I've I've been listening to Idolon a lot. It's very good. I well, thank uh, you. And I've I talked about it a little bit on Twitter, but I'm w- uh, excited to play the new Power Rangers game, uh, the the tabletop game they're releasing. And they've talked about how you can make your own team, uh, but. Everything they've given in terms of, of uh, like, previews has sort of uh, made me think that the team theme will not have anything to do with, like, the mechanics. Like, that they're entirely separate. Is it, like, an actual Power Rangers RPG or, like, an indie game, like, inspired by Power Rangers? Yeah, sorry, no. There is an official Power Rangers RPG coming out from the same people that made the very, very good uh, board game. Uh, the Rene- okay. Renegade is the company. Uh, they got hired to make that and the Transformers one by Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks cool, but it's like, like I said, that it seems like, and I could end up being wrong, that the th- you like you create your characters with a character creator, and then you just sort of are like, and this is like a animal Sentai, and I'm the ape man, like. You know what I mean? That it doesn't really tie mm. in and that right. after listening to uh, how y'all design um, uh, the Eidolons, like that bums me out. <laughs> I feel like it should matter. <laughs> I feel like it should matter. And I get that even in Power Rangers, it doesn't that often. It really doesn't. Uh, but like ideally it should. And uh, I don't know. That bums me out. It should be. Anyway, yeah. you should uh, listen to Eidolon. And uh, and maybe play an Eidolon game. It'd be fun, I bet. I haven't done it yet. Yeah. Um, all right. I just wanted to chat with you about games for a little bit. Uh, I was going to say, real quick, one other game that I think does a really good job with like the flavor and mechanics thing you're talking about uh, that I played this year. Unsighted. That game. Fucking rules. Yeah, so Unsighted is uh, like a... It's a top-down action game, roguelike it's like no it's not roguelike oh i'm sorry um, it's like a zelda okay um yeah it's it's yeah top-down action game it's got sort of zelda style dungeons 
Um, I think the developers called a Metroidvania, which I don't really get. Like, I mean, Zelda and Metroid kind of have some DNA already, and, like, all the dungeons have secret passages that connect up to each other, so I guess I get it on that level, but it's a Zelda game. Okay. Is it kind of, um, like, Hyperlight Driftery? That's sort of what it looks like. A little bit. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sort of in that vibe. Um, the Hyperlight Drifter, it's been a while since I played it, but I remember that being very, like, precision timing, like, jumping yes. puzzles and stuff. Like, you're jumping over lasers and shit. Uh, this is much more, yeah. like, combat-oriented. Okay. Uh, it's a lot of, like, there's a parry, and you really need to parry, guys, if you want to kill them. That kind okay. of thing, you know? Sure. Um, But the gimmick with that game is that everybody in the world is a robot, and for plot reasons, you have been cut off from, like, the power source you need to stay, like, keep, like, your brain alive, basically. Okay. So every character in the game has a countdown clock and that after that depletes, they go unsighted, which basically means they turn into an enemy. Um, you have a countdown clock, and, like, your little, like, Ooh. Navi has a countdown clock. Okay. Uh... And, like, you can collect items in the environment that will, like, extend uh, a timer for yourself or somebody else. And if you, like, give somebody enough of those, it, like, raises your affection level with them and they'll give you good items. Or you can just, you know, keep people alive. Or, you know, you can keep yourself alive. I don't know what happens if you let your clock hit zero. If it just, like, says, ah, your save's fucked now, idiot, bye. Or if something different happens, because it never happened to me. But, uh, that game's... Fantastic. I, 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 it sounds cool for sure. Yeah. The, the way you described it and the way that like that mechanic, it, uh, cause, cause I like when games try and do something where it's like fundamentally there is a mechanic that changes how you interact with all the characters. Um, like what was that? Uh, ah, damn. The people who made Bastion, Supergiant. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Pyre. Pyre is what I was thinking of, where it's like uh, you have like this stat that, that that everything you do affects that stat and that governs like whether or not that character uh, remains with you or, or does something else. And like, I thought that all was interesting. I didn't like right. how that game executed it, but it's it's a cool idea. It's not super fun to play. Yeah, and also the biggest problem, like, I like the, I, again, I literally just said I like that idea, but the main problem yeah. I had with Pyre is literally the characters you use the most, they're like, you can't have these anymore. You use them too oh, much. Oh, see, I love that about Pyre. Oh, I can't, st- I hated that shit. I was like, no, I love that's my like, Oh, yeah, lady. you've grown so attached to this person. They're like the linchpin of your game strategy. Well, guess what, idiot? They're gone now. Yeah, that sucks. But like story wise, you want them to be gone because yeah, that of means course. they're living a happy life. Yeah, yeah, I get that part. But then you're just hobbled, like you've lost your MVP, and you got to scrabble together a new team. Right. That's gr- that's my favorite thing about Pyre. Play- Gameplay wise, I agree. The problem was is like, no, I liked having this person around. That's like why sure. I'm playing. So it sucks that now I don't have them anymore. But I yeah. hear you. Uh, the thing I hated about Pyre was another gameplay thing. Was just like. That game got compared to NBA Jam a lot. And, yeah, that's wild. Uh, it's like a flash that game. That game moves at about a quarter of the speed of uh, NBA it, Jam. It, that game, if you haven't played Pyre, it is a, like a fantasy uh, kind of point-and-click adventure where you're gathering a party and making choices, and then also you play a bad fantasy basketball game in the middle. And, like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be mean, but it's just weird because 
Supergiant's other games play good as hell. Like the the if part- Pyre played the way Hades does, it would be fucking great. Right. That that's what I don't understand. It's like literally, it felt like a Newgrounds game to me when you were playing it, and it's like I, don't- I wouldn't go that far, but I know where you're coming from. Yeah, it it's a bummer. Um, yeah, but yeah, so but um. But yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. Unsighted sounds neat in terms of... Yeah, Unsighted's awesome. Um, I know that like time limit stuff makes some people anxious and they don't like it. Uh, that game does have an option where they're like, hey, we did make this game about like time limits and mortality and stuff, but like we get it. You can just turn the time limits off if you want. That rules. Like, yeah. Because I really... I mean, my anxiety is such that like I really like Persona, but I literally play it with a like what to do each day guide because oh, sure. if I like miss shit and can't finish um, uh, uh, social links, I get like anxious. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I, I just accept that some people in my life will only be rank seven, and that's okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I mean there's <laughs> there are certain people in that game that can stay rank seven. Sorry, Yusuke. Goodbye. Uh, but cool. You know, Yusuke's all right. <laughs> Yusuke's fine. The lobster thing is maybe the best thing in that game. So he yes, does him get- with that lobster is the best thing he ever does. <laughs> does. I said, I'll hang out with Yusuke over like the light gun kid at the arcade. You you mean the one voiced by Rita Repulsa, weirdly? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we brought it full circle. Except uh, Rita Repulsa gives you some real cool abilities to use in dungeons. Yeah, that's true. I that that's the weird thing about that game is it's like I don't want to fucking hang out with the politician, but also he gives you good fucking powers. So it yeah. Sucks. <laughs> uh, but no good right. Toro. Why do I know that? I don't Why know. do I know not only that character's name but his like bad politician nickname? That's wild. That's too much. <laughs> Again, do not remember the name of that nice man that works in my building. <laughs> I um recently loaded oh, we have to wrap this up, but I recently loaded the uh PlayStation uh I guess they've always tracked this, but you couldn't surface it before. On the f- PS5, you can sort games that you've played by time. Uh-huh. And that includes PS4 games. So, like, oh, anything that's been on your account, essentially, yeah. since they had that join system. And uh, I don't like the number of hours I've played Persona 5. That's not good. It's because I had to restart that game twice. Uh, oh, jeez. And so it's, like, it's over 200 because that game's yeah. long as fuck already. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why, like out like total time like that i know my save file was 100 hours on the dot which i felt good about that's pretty good that rules yeah all right um we should go we should go thanks for chatting with me though i always love talking to you and uh so uh come back next week i think we're going to hopefully as long as everything comes together we're going to be doing our uh movie episode that we usually do yes i'm excited to talk about that uh, and then next year we'll continue and wrap up in space and then we'll be moving on to, uh, uh, Lost Galaxy, which I've never seen it in its entirety. I've only seen bits and pieces. So that's going to be Dang. fun. Um, I can't wait to also only see bits and pieces. Yeah, that's it. how it goes. Listen, I know how <laughs> this works. We all got shit to do. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, this is one of, I think, five podcasts I'm recording this yeah, week. Yeah, okay, good point. Yeah, so with that, uh, Luke, what would you like to plug? 
Uh, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at SSJSpeedRacer. You can find other shows that I do on AudioEntropy.com, such as MCU Complete Me, which is a uh, podcast where I convince Crystal that all of every Marvel movie is bad, and she slowly gets broken down by me over the years until she agrees. Do you not like uh, any of them? I, that's fine. If I'm just curious. There's a handful. There's a handful where I'm like, well, that was fine. Okay, fair <laughs> you know? enough. Fair enough. That's fair. Like I, you know, it's okay. That's completely um, fair. Yeah. Right now we are doing a mini series. The Matrix has you at hello. We're recovering all the Matrix movies in anticipation for uh, Resurrections. And you did also do Jerry Maguire to make that make sense, right? Well, yeah, because the show is called MCU Complete Me, so we had to eventually okay, do Jerry good. Maguire. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Not a very good movie, I didn't think. It is... Maybe I'm just picky about movies. No, that movie is like, it's Tom Cruise, and it's like, do you yeah. like this? And if your answer is no... Or honestly, even if your answer is yes, like there's not that much else going on in it, I feel the, like. My so. answer is like, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly like, I like crazy old Tom Cruise where it's like he's trying to kill himself clearly more than I like <laughs> older or like young Tom Cruise. Like Tom Cruise has some kind of bizarre contract where like if he dies in an accident on set, then like a relative gets a billion dollars or something. You, did you see that he is practicing a like an on the wing biplane stunt for the next fucking mission impossible and he's really actually getting out on biplane wings like tied to them because that man wants to die like how long before you think he just starts like collaborating with david blaine (laughs) (laughs) yeah perfect uh, anyway, sorry. I'm sorry. Continue. No, no, no. No, no. By all means, yeah. So we're talking Matrix movies right now. Uh, the episode for The Matrix Reloaded went up as we were speaking. Nice. Uh, you can also find me on... We were doing a show called Reprise Falls, where we watched Gravity Falls together Boy. with my friend uh, Molly and Ashley. Uh, turns out Gravity Falls, not a very good TV show. Yeah, I not mean... A, not a good cartoon. We we talked about it a little bit uh, last episode uh, and, and, like, hopefully didn't put words in your mouth, but especially it seems like just, yup, it's the same bad shit every week, and, like, that was yeah. a lot of why it was just, like, I don't want to do this anymore, because <laughs> it's... Yeah, it's kind of show where if I was just watching it on my own, I'd be like, oh, this is fine, whatever. But when you have to talk about it every week and, like, dig into it, it's like, well, this show is just constantly hates women and fat people yeah it's and just like girls. yeah this one makes fun of fat people and women again damn it uh-huh. <laughs> okay cool it's a for, weird amount of misogyny for a show ostensibly about like hunting cryptids in the woods with your weird uncle yeah it it's i like i'll because i liked it so much when it came out i'll probably always be like yeah i like those characters but like totally uh I, yeah, I probably won't ever watch it again. It would make me too sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, so anyway, we gave up on that because we weren't having any fun. So now we're doing uh, Totally Reprise Has Always Been Cool, a yeah. podcast about Twin Peaks. Yeah, speaking of symbolism, you don't quite understand, but you know it's there. <laughs> yeah, so far, uh, the biggest takeaway I've had is a shocking number of people in my social circle have never watched Twin Peaks. I mean, it was, it's like right at the, the like beginning of our cultural awareness as an age group, I feel like. Sure. I mean, it came out the year I was born. So like on that level, I get it. It's just one of those things that 
I just kind of assumed it's one of those shows everybody's gone back to and, like, at least maybe hasn't watched the entire thing, but knows the the broad well, strokes of it, you so know? so much shit that we like, I mean, you know, the royal we, but, like, as a group uh, on Audio Entropy is touched on or, or is, like, is like in, has heavily influenced or been heavily influenced by Twin Peaks that you'd think, like, we'd have seen it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever watched all of it, but I've definitely seen the first season, so... Yeah. Um, that show, unlike Gravity Falls, pretty fucking good, at least early on. And it also has bad shit, but it's, like, got good yes. shit, and, uh, you know, it's worth it, basically. Yeah, it's it's real good for a while, and then pretty good for a while after that, and then kind of bad. And then it gets good again right at the end, and then it gets really good <laughs> with the, the stuff past the original show. I need to watch The Return, yeah. Yeah, The uh, Return is... Good shit, IMHO. All right. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Chinchy McChilla uh, on basically this podcast, but, you know, I'll pop up here and there other places. Uh, go to audioentropy.com and listen to our other podcasts. Um, listen to, uh, let's see, I mean, the one that, the ones that Luke just said. Uh, Listen to Strangers Fiction. Uh, listen to uh, Iris talk about fate on Sk- Skies of Academia. Uh, or sorry, not Skies of Academia. Um, yeah, no. Um, what's, uh, fuck. It's I Got Sucked Off by Historical King Arthur. Yeah, well, it's Gotcha Journalism on the website, but yes, also. Oh, right. The subtitle is I Got Sucked Off by Historical King yeah, Arthur. Yeah, we talked a book because Fabby got into fate, so we we did do that. Uh, but yeah, so listen to the other stuff on, the, uh, on Audio Entropy and come back next week and we'll be talking about a fun movie for Christmas. And um, I mean, we can say what it is, you know, let, let the people Okay, know. we're going to be doing Small Soldiers because uh, we didn't even plan it this week, this way, but. We did Mouse Hunt last year, right? That was last uh, year? Pretty I think sh- last year was Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Oh, that's right. Okay, so we yeah, did... I think Mouse Hunt was two years Mouse ago. Mouse Hunt two years ago. So now we got to do the other movie, What Made DreamWorks a Thing, which is Small mm-hmm. Soldiers. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that. I have not seen it since I watched it in the theater and then immediately went home and bought all the toys. Uh, uh-huh. So Yeah, that's just one of um, like one of the movies I had on VHS as a kid. That's basically what we're it's, going through. It's so, like, I don't, again, a, tang- a slight tangent, but, like, it's so wild that I feel like what movies you had on VHS as a kid, like, shaped your cultural understanding so much, and now right. nobody owns any physical media. Yeah, so, like, that's true. that's such a weird difference. It's like, I, yeah, I watched fucking... I watched the sexy fox Robin Hood a hundred times because we had that, and I wonder right. what that did to me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> when kids now don't have, just can watch literally anything. So, but I kids still gravitate to like certain things they watch over and over. Like you hear from parents, oh, like, "Oh yeah, my kid has just watched Frozen eighty thousand times." Yeah, or that's that's actually a, a true. Even though they they have the option of everything, like my my nephew, like I was saying, uh, he will just. If they if they let him if his mom's let him he will just watch uh fucking Paw Patrol until he passes out every single day and and they have to make him watch other shit so I'll bet you Disney and maybe some other kids media uh, companies have some really upsetting like psychological research they've done to like engineer that exact behavior 
Yeah, it's weird because like, but yes, I think you're right. But I also don't think they expected, like, I don't think they knew that Frozen was going to be the fucking one for whatever reason. Like, where they've released three more princess movies and like, those are good and kids like them, but also Frozen. Give me more Frozen forever for some reason. For some reason, the worst one is the one that hit it big. Um, I am a Tangled man, personally. I love Tangled. I was trying. I was going through them in my head. Uh, of those, th- of like Tangled, Moana, and Frozen, I th- I like Frozen, but I actually do think you're right. Uh, it's the yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's just worse than the other two. I haven't seen Frozen two. You don't need to. It's not very good. I heard it wasn't great, which is a bummer. Uh, but yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, I should watch that new one. Encanto? Anyway, uh, so, yes. The only good bit from Frozen 2 is, uh, the dude has a song that's, like, uh, like, goofy, over-the-top, like, ballad about his feelings, and that was a fun song. And that's really the only part of Frozen 2 As, like, a weird, like, inversion type thing? That's, that's nice. I like that. Yeah, it was like, like, it's not that he's, like, been dumped, but, like, his relationship is on the rocks, and he doesn't know what to do, and he's singing about that, and that's, that's a fun song. I like that. And I do, I like totally get that uh, a lot of queer people like love Elsa because they, I don't know if it's on purpose, but boy, a lot of, a lot of flags. So I get it at least, but sure. yeah. All right. Uh, let's wrap up. Uh, thank you for yeah, listening. You're trying to kick me off of here like five times. I'm not like, trying okay, to... but one more quick thing here's about th- Goku. Here's the thing, Luke. I fucking love talking to you. I don't get to do <laughs> no, it sure, that often. But I get it. This is going long. But also, how do we do an hour and 45 <laughs> minutes and it's two of us? Uh, <laughs> so, thank you for listening. Come back next week for Teenagers with Attitude. I've been Zach. And I've been Luke. And may the power protect you always.